baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. GR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri. We've got a full studio in here, Frank Wolf, Roger Weiss, Tom Prince, uh, Frank and uh, Tom from Western New York Athletics. We also have uh, Kaylin and Jason Klein, uh, South Downs Travel. We have Tom Rapici from Prep Star, uh, CSA Prep Star. We're going to talk a little bit with him, and we're talk baseball. We've got playoffs going on, uh, Section 6 versus Section 5. Roger's going to get us updated on softball. We've got all that. Derek Kramer's producing, trying to keep this circus all under one tent. We don't uh, start until I got. You know I got for Derek's sake. I got to say, moaning y'all, or he's lost. <laughs> he there we go. Now, now, now you can. Now you can do the show again. Now all right. Now he's, everything's good, right, Derek? Everything is all good here. All right, guys. Good morning. Welcome morning. to the program. Good morning, Tony. Great, great to have you guys in here, Anthony. Very impressive how you uh, color coordinate. Uh, your shirt and your headphones to match your beard. Very <laughs> impressive. And I'm proud of it of purple. You know, being a Niagara grad and living out in the Hamburg School District, you made my millennium. Well, it's more of a Niagara Falls Junior Football Club purple. And then when football starts, it's coincidence. Maybe when uh, football starts, I'll add like a black stripe to it. <laughs> but here's the thing. We were uh, on Sandy Beach Show on WBEN where I work Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 12 noon. Uh, Sandy was busting my chops about my gray beard. And because I was... Uh, excuse ho- me? We don't use the G word. It's platinum blonde. Platinum blonde. When you're my age, it's platinum blonde. Don't use the G word. Thank you for correcting me. Uh, I hadn't been able to shave because of you know recovering from the surgery and my hands still shake a little bit. I didn't trust myself with a razor or anybody else by that matter. So I didn't shave it. So mm-hmm. Sandy's busting my chops. Oh, you got to shave. You got to shave it. Somebody suggested coloring it. Okay, what color? I said, well, purple, you know, that's my Little League color. And people were texting in the show, yeah, purple. And some said, go with pink, honor of breast cancer awareness. And, uh, you know, we tried to figure out a way to shave my my beard for charity, but we couldn't come up with it. So I said purple. And a uh, buddy of mine owns Heaven Hair on Sheridan. He was listening. He says, I'll be there at 1 o'clock. It's okay. He shows up at the station. I'm running the controls, puts the cape on, dyes it purple, and uh, you know, you had to wait a half an hour, go wash it off. But unfortunately, because my beard's so coarse, uh, it, the, the color, all of it didn't take, but enough of it did. And, uh, oh, everybody got such a great laugh out of it. And I posted it on uh, my Facebook page, Tony Caligiuri, C-A-L-I-G-I-U-R-I, if, uh, if you want to look me up on there. So, unbelievable amount of response. Uh, Joe Chilly says, I look like a deranged uh, Travelocity gnome. 
I think we got to get it on the high school, the Inside High School Sports Facebook page. We got to take a picture and make sure it's out there. Let everyone else talk about it too. All right, before the show's over, you're in charge of that, Frank. Is it already on your Facebook page? I thought I saw a picture of it. Yeah, it's on mine. It's on the Sandy Beach Show uh, Facebook page, but we have to get it on Inside High School Sports. So after the show's over, uh, Jay says, hey, let's go get something to eat. I'm like, all right, great idea. So we go across the street to Poppy Grandi's. So I sit down and, uh, you know, looking at the menu, what to order. The owner comes over with an order of, uh, of chips and uh, queso. He goes, this is on Frank Wolf. I'm like, what? Wait a minute. How does Frank know I'm here? <laughs> so how, does, how did he know that he I was? Just, he sent me a text message. He goes, hey, uh, your buddy's here. I'm like, yeah, I, I have two buddies in the world, so it's either Tony or Roger. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, they'd like to eat. You know? uh, so I said, well, just, what has he ordered yet? He's ordered. He goes, nah, he's looking over. We'll send him over that queso dip immediately. That uh, was good. And by the way, my kids liked it as well because I had to take some home. Yeah. So thank you very much. No problem. No problem. And a uh, great place to eat at, by the way. Yes. yes. They do a great job. So, Former uh, Will North grad. Yeah, and I understand he was quite the athlete. Not too shabby. Not too shabby? I don't want his head to get any bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's why it's purple, and uh, I'm kind of bummed out right now. I'm missing my baseball game. Uh, Cayuga Cubs, uh, led by Ty Manjoan, they're taking on Q Mason's uh, Midtown A's right now at Cayuga Field on 93rd Street. So good luck, Cubs. Hopefully Nicky gets a hit. He got it one Tuesday. He was so happy, and he scored a run. And that's, you know, you talk about what, why we're involved in youth sports. And, Tom, if anybody can attest this to you, when you get a kid that, uh, you know, maybe he's not good at batting or fielding and you're able to show him how to do something and he has success at it and you see that smile, you see that face light up, man, that's, what, that's why we're there. It's, that makes it everything worthwhile. Couldn't agree with you more. And it's exactly why. I coach everything from house baseball to anyone that has ever played with me along the line. I'll still be in the cages coaching them, even when I'm not their coach as far as a head coach of some team. I'm always there to help just to see that smile come back. In fact, last night it was uh, 8.30 at night, and I'm in the cages in Orchard Park actually throwing, pitching, and working with a kid that just came out of his house game that I used to coach last year. It's awesome. And Frank, yeah. you've been around it long yep. enough too. It you know, anytime you get a kid to do something they've not been able to do sure. and and you see that smile, you see them light up. Wow. Yep. Well, just yesterday I had lunch with a good buddy of mine, a kid just graduated from St. Joe's, uh played varsity basketball there, made the team, was a I coached him in baseball, I coached him in basketball and uh you know, just getting a chance to have lunch with him before he's going out to Florida Coastal Atlantic something or other. Uh, so coastal I got to, Carolina, maybe? Something in Florida. No, no, <laughs> I don't know that would be Coastal Carolina. But uh, he's got a grad party today. So, I mean, you get to see these kids, and, and yeah, and you're lifelong friends with them. That's Absolutely. outstanding. Just like Tom was saying, you know, you'll, you might have coached them 10 years ago, but you see them out there maybe in a high school setting, and you're still giving them tips and trying to coach them up. Right. Now, Tom, every year, uh, and this is fact how we met. Uh, every year you've got something going on with your Southtowns uh, baseball, and it's kind of like a give-back sort of thing that you guys do. Why don't you uh, tell us about it? So a lot of you heard me tell the story before where it was about five years ago. I had a little boy named Nate whose mother was actually on the radio station listening to Janet and Nick in the morning as they were doing their show, and they were actually doing the fundraiser for Children's Hospital. And they interview families actually 
that are in the hospital at the moment to right. just say is how much does this hospital mean to you? Well, the mother actually of Nate was the one getting interviewed and said, you just don't understand. He just wants to play baseball and he plays baseball for the CSA Cougars in the Southtown's Travel League. And my heart must have sank right there because I'm driving into work and that's exactly what I heard. And I said, we've got to do something. And within a month, because the, the league would have ended in, in about a month and a half, I had a month to put something together. So I came up with the concept of all the kids got the opportunity to give back to somebody. We run 50-50s at all our home games in all of the Southtown's Travel League. This year, there'll be approximately 70 games that will be going on this weekend alone. So that's 70 50-50s. Correct. Wow. Yep. That doesn't count. The different things where people just want to give and support and add to it. Right. Right? So you'll be saying there'll be about 70 50 50s going on this weekend to support what we're going to talk about in a second. But every year we've done a new cause, and it's gone so close to my heart. And this one really kind of jumped out at me right from the beginning. Not only because of what you're going to hear how tremendous this young woman is in, in, in shortly, but... The dad that's also sitting over here has done nothing but been a phenomenal coach in the Southtowns Travel League, is in the community in multiple school districts, in multiple towns, and has given unbelievable to the community. It's time this community gives back to both these two. Um, and really is, you know, that's what we're going to talk about your story here a little bit. Um, so we have we have uh, Kaylin Klein. I've got the opportunity to not only know you, but a lot of people in your family. Coached your uh, yeah. your uh, nephew this, or I mean your cousin this past year, right? Yeah. In basketball. And so what happened was, think about we've all got kids, or we all have something to do where we've had kids involved. What would you do? What would that son or daughter do if you were told one day you're no longer allowed to play sports? That would break my heart. Well, that's what we're going to talk a little bit about today. It's what you heard originally, wasn't it? Yeah. So tell the story. Tell a little bit about what you heard. So you go into the doctor, and the doctor says, sorry, what happened? What did you hear? I heard, like, it was life-changing. Sports was all I had. That's what I enjoyed doing. I did it every day, basically from when I was in first grade, every day. My seventh grade, eighth grade year, until I couldn't play three hours a day in the gym training. It was like I didn't know what to do. I had no clue what I was going to do with getting sports taken away from me. That was all my whole family did. We're like the sports family. It's all we were known for. Seventh grader uh, played on the varsity basketball team. Am I correct? Yes. Right? So what, what brought it to the point where you had to go into the doctor's? First, I was playing summer league going into my eighth grade year, and I was playing my soccer game, and I was just tired and lightheaded and stuff. And then during my game, I was like, my heart hurts because I was playing striker, and I was like running down to the goal, and I was like, I don't know what's going on, but like I don't feel the same. So then after the game, I was like, Dad, there's something wrong with my heart. There's something wrong. I didn't know what it was. And we have, since it runs in our family, we had, like, 
um, echocardiograms and stuff. So they moved it up a year because I wasn't supposed to get it for like another year, but then they moved it up and then I went to the doctor and they told me to go to Cleveland to see what was going on. And it was diagnosed, and if I pronounce this wrong, feel free to correct me, right? But hypertrophic obstructive cardiomyopathy. Yes, that's correct. Okay, is, is what it is. And it's a congenital heart disease that is currently incurable. So um, the major risk factor in, they call it HOCM, mm -hmm. is uh, sudden cardiac arrest during activity, which yes. is why they say is you don't want to get your heart rate above what a jog would be. Am I correct? Yes. So that's why we want to keep the heart rate down as, as, as close as uh, we can. Trips to Cleveland Clinic every month, every couple weeks is what it is, I think, right now? I go every couple months. Every couple months. I know you were just there currently, right? Mm -hmm. um, so you can kind of see where this cause, first of all, has come from. Now, here's the story I want to tell you, which is why I – which is – Every year I take my time in actually choosing which of these that we're actually doing the fundraiser about. And I don't know if you knew this story. Or you knew I knew this story, okay? But she's found this out during the holiday, just before the holidays happened, right, is when yeah. you found out about it. So during the holidays, you went to Dad and Mom and asked for some extra money for the holidays. Yes. Because what you wanted to do was take that money and go help a student in your class that you thought needed some help and that could really use some clothes and some extra things to benefit in the class. Yes. Didn't even care about what was going on with her scenario. It was about how she can help somebody else. Boy, right away I knew this was the right, right thing. We really need to support you and now you're gonna see a community support you. And that's what this is all about today. I can't even talk right now. That's <laughs> getting all emotional. Uh, if I'm getting too personal, feel free to let me know. Uh, this is not incurable. Is it a valve issue? Is it a heart muscle issue? Um, if Heart muscle, mostly. So the only way you could be an athlete again, you'd probably have to have a heart transplant, right? They told me that very unlikely for me to ever play sports again. That's what, I, what I'm getting at and all that. It's yeah. wow, you know, because there's just with so much going on today. And How old are you? I'm 14 now. 14 years old. How do you like to have that, uh, you know, dropped on you? Outside of sports, would right. you be able to lead, are, are you able to lead a normal life? It's just so different for me because my normal life was sports. That's all I did. So now I'm trying to find a new path to find something that I enjoy doing. Can you get involved in, you know, administration coaching and all that? Are you restricted there? Because, you know. Some of these coaches, think they go through worse things than athletes do. Athletes have a way of. So I think she's found a niche. Well, that's that's good because I'm correct, right? Starting to, okay. Starting to. She's she's picked up the golf clubs, and uh, what she's doing is starting to play some golf, yes. and already seeing some success already out on the golf course, right? But you're talking about a seventh grader playing varsity basketball already. You knew where her path was going to be. This is an athlete that was here that was one of the top, you know, girl athletes out there that was on the rise. Right. So the comments that she's making, I completely get. But am I correct that golf is kind of the one sport where it's, does, it's not getting that heart rate up where it needs to be? She can walk. She doesn't yes. have to run. So the heart rate's not getting up there. 
so it's something that she can do and i think that's what you're trying to see and how, how do you yes. figure out and get that going am i right yes there's also if you ever if think about uh covering high school sports or sports in general like we do in broadcasting whether it's as a writer or somebody on the radio or tv that's another avenue uh something that you can uh, look at uh, if you're interested yeah, down sure. the road and you'd always be welcome to do an internship here, and I'll teach you as much as I possibly can. Thank you. Uh, Tom, people want to, you know, maybe they're not out there in the South Towns, but they're listening today, and they're like, man, I want to help her. I want to do something. How could they how So, could they get honestly, involved? so what we do is anybody that wants to, of course, send a check-in, I'm going to put it out. I'll put it out on the Inside High School Sports page, how we can actually send it in right now. And a okay. couple of people are responding as we speak. Um, but ultimately what it'll be is if you're at a South Towns game, in other words, those are anywhere from 15U all the way down to 8U. Mm-hmm. And you see those 50-50s being run? Buy a 50-50. Several. It's going to go a long way. Buy several. Yeah, a- absolutely. It'll go a long way, though. Um, and we're hoping that everything, that 100% of what gets raised is going right off o- over to the family. That's outstanding. Uh, you do tremendous work, Tom. And, this, again, this is how you and I met. You contacted me, say, hey, I've got this thing that I'm doing here. Can I come on the program to uh, discuss it? And uh, you've been on every year since uh, promoting this, and it's outstanding what you do. Oh, I appreciate that. How many tickets will Luke sell today? So Luke will actually be in Orchard Park on Sunday, okay. and he will be there from 10 a.m. all the way till 8 o'clock at night selling the 50-50 tickets. That's, you, you know Lukey, right? <laughs> and, uh, and I'm going to tell you is – of the past five years, if I could sit here and say the one kid that will actually do the most work for this is Luke Prince. I will tell you, and, and everybody in Orchard Park will tell you the same exact thing, too. Outstanding. The kid is phenomenal, and he already knows who this cause is, and it's even closer to his heart where he's like, Dad, I'm all set. I got the tickets ready. He's all ready to go. So That a boy, and- Luke. <laughs> that a boy. All right, let's take a break. Uh, we got all gain our composure a little bit more here. And when we come back, uh, we're going to talk with uh, Tom Rapici of CSA Prep Star. We've got baseball to talk about, softball, all that and more on Inside High School Sports. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Kelly-Jury along with Frank Wolf, Roger Weiss, and Tom Prince. Also joining us in studio, we have Kaylin and Jason Klein. We talked about uh, Southtown uh, Baseball and the benefit for uh, Kaylin. If you're interested, you're able to go to. Now, what's your Facebook, uh, Southtown? Um, Southtown's Travel League. Yeah, you can find the information there as well. Uh, Tom Prince's uh, personal Facebook page. Um, somebody wants to email you. You know they're not going to be out at the Southtown game. How do they contact you? Uh, you can just do Southtown's Travel League at gmail.com. There you go. If you want to uh, donate, you'll accept donations there as well. 100%. Outstanding. And we also have Tom Rapici in here from uh, CSA Prep Star. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. Let's get you nice close to the mic. Uh, Frank was telling me a little bit about uh, about what you're doing here, and you're essentially you're helping recruit kids or going through the process for uh, football. Uh, for all sports. For all sports, yeah, okay. Yeah, Tell yeah. us a little bit about uh, Prep Star. Sure, sure. Uh, well, Prep Star is a recruiting service. 
Uh, it's a national recruiting service, actually. It was the first one of its kind. Started about 35 years ago out in California. Mm -hmm. And I run the Western New York branch of it. So we have all of New York State between myself and my college roommate. Okay. And uh, he's out of the Rochester area. But we kind of split the state. Uh, and my role is basically from Luport down to Jamestown. Okay. And uh, we help set up a program uh, for our kids, which is, you know, to try to find the right fits for college, athletically, academically, and culturally. Um, and we do that by sitting down with the families, seeing what sport they play, how their film looks, how their grades are, um, and then reaching out to programs on their behalf to try to set up either meetings or visits or getting their films looked at, et cetera. A lot of you know, you talk to parents, and how do I get my son, look, my son or daughter looked at for their particular sport? Sure. Uh, some feel that you have to go to uh, big university camps, and, and you know, the Purdue camp, the Penn State camp, that that's the only way of getting noticed. Is that true or is that a fallacy? No, I don't think so. And, and it depends on the kid. Uh, it depends on where they're at in the process and you know who they're hearing from and how much their stuff has been out there. So, for example, uh, a kid like Cole Snyder, the quarterback at Southwestern, who's mm -hmm. one of my kids, uh, Cole has gotten enough feedback over the past seven or eight months from um, a lot of FCS schools, a lot of FBS schools that say he can kind of play at that level and they know who he is. So yesterday he was at Rutgers, uh, was getting looked at by Rutgers, a couple of other uh, top Division One programs, and then a bunch of the FCS schools. So uh, to just go to a camp where there's 50 or 60 quarterbacks might not be the best fit for you. But Cole knew going in by what he was hearing from the coaches, he was going to be in the top group. He was with the top 10 who were there. So he was really getting exposure and seen. So, I mean, I could justify saying to him, yeah, this is worth doing. Right. Uh, rather than just spending your money and going to camps. So One thing I've found out is so much misinformation that's out there, uh, people not understanding what it's all about. And you hear the uh, talk of if, you're, if a college isn't knocking on your door by your junior year, and I'm talking about Division One, you're probably not going to go D1. Would that be true? That's pretty fair. That's pretty fair. So in, if you're, going to, you're a senior and you're out there posting on Facebook that you're, you know, all of a sudden you're getting D1 looks, you're probably full of it at that point. And, and, and that's what we see. People, you know, and just because you get a letter that says, hey, you know, uh, we're over here, that's not necessarily means that they're trying to bring you in. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot more to it. And, and one of the things that's nice about our program with the outreach we do um, and dealing with the different schools is – the market, we don't guarantee scholarships. We guarantee exposure. Mm -hmm. So, And with that exposure, you get a feel for where you kind of belong. If you're getting a lot of D2 calls and looks, the, the schools know. <laughs> you're probably a D2 player, and, and maybe we can get you into that lower Division One. If the D2s aren't responding to you, you might be a D3. I mean, it, the market kind of sets itself. So, and not that that's a bad thing. People have to no, understand no. that that just because you're not getting a D1 look or offer, uh, does it's not the end of the world. You can sure. do very well with D2 and D3. Absolutely, and, there, and there's benefits to all three, all, all three leagues. Roger. Quick question: Since we have what would have been a potential young lady in studio that would have been there, is it, are you strict, strictly boys, or do you do boys and girls? No, we do we do both. We do all all sports across the board. So you're going to help connect the dots. You're yes. going to help uh, families find out what's the best fit. Right. And uh, the one thing, too, that people need to understand, how important grades are. Absolutely. And you know, I, I said if I had a dollar for every time I heard of an athlete say, oh, I wish I had better grades, I would have gotten into this, I'd be a rich person. 
yep. how many of them just blow their careers because, eh, I'd rather goof around than concentrate on, on your schooling. Your grades are so important. You think about this. You're in competition with thousands for one spot. A university has a choice between two gifted athletes. Which one do you think they're going to invest in? Well, the one with the better grades. You're absolutely right, and especially when you get outside of our recruiting area, which would be you know, a four- to six- or eight-hour block, depending on what sport you're in. It really mm-hmm. kind of depends. But if there's a kid in Kentucky and he's got the same grades that you do, um, let's just say you both have a 3.0 and your talent's about the same level, that school is going to have to look and realize everything that the kid from Buffalo has done, his mom made dinner, his family drove him to practice, all the different things that were already taken care of for him at home. Now he's got to move to Kentucky. He's got to find a dry cleaner, a pizzeria, uh, where to get his laundry done. Not necessarily in that order. (laughs) (laughs) Pizzeria should be first. Exactly. But it makes uh, makes him look and go, can this kid qualify and stay in school and do everything? Because he's only got a 2.8 when everything was being taken care of for him. So it's easier to rely on the local kid because at least you know he's comfortable in the area. Right. That's a good point. Uh, Also, social media. How many kids make the mistakes of posting the wrong things on social media. They don't think of, uh, oh, this is going to be funny or this is going to show that I'm tough or whatever. The universities do look at social media. They look at it absolutely. And I, I know we had a, we had a Division one running back uh, somewhere else in the state. But uh, one of the first things that was seen when he signed up was kind of a picture with a beer and making kind of a little symbol with his hands. That, oh, no. That you can't have this stuff. It's got to come down. So when you sit down and you meet, will you advise them? If you look at their social media, will you actually tell them delete your account, start a, start <laughs> I, a new one? I would if uh, if necessary. I would yes. And as well, okay, maybe you can direct them. Like you got to get your grades up. You got to study a little bit more. We can work with you, but you got to do it on your end. That's that's what our first meetings are. Is we we really sit down for about an hour. And Tom's been through the process with me a couple times now. Yeah. Uh, but we sit down for an hour. We really look at. Let's look at your grades. Let's let's watch some film if you have it. Let's hear where your head is at. What do you want to study? Um, and, and that's big I, too. Is is picking out what you're going to study? Yeah. Because I think, uh, and I know when I go into a lot of my meetings, I don't expect more than I don't know if it's ten or twenty percent of kids to actually sign up and join our program i spend a lot of time giving advice and talking to kids about okay if you don't do this program here's some things you want to think about or come back to us when your grades are higher you know we really want a fit for both our program and for the kids because nationally we have a 95 percent success rate Outstanding. so we we sign the right we don't just sign anybody because they'll pay we sign kids who fit and we can help and they understand the structure of what we're doing and that they're going to buy in with us as we're going to buy in with them and uh, so a lot of it becomes, you know, even just some simple advice to kind of structurally get the most. So that's that first hour is before we even get into some of the other stuff is just kind of knowing who we are and what we're about and why. You're providing a valuable uh, service. I mean, the amount of information that somebody's going to be able to get for you to, to launch their child's college career is unreal. I mean, I remember when I was looking at Ball State, my parents were lost. What do we do? I mean, the, the paperwork, just filling out the paperwork to get you into school. Uh, do you also help in, in lining up financial aid for them if they're looking at D2 or D3? Absolutely, and, and advice in that category as well um, about why D3 might be more beneficial than D2. I mean, there's more scholarship dollars at D2, but there's places to find money at the D3 level. And at the end of the day, when you're comparing, the bottom line is how much is it going to cost your family to send a kid to school, there are some better D3 options uh, at D2, and sometimes D2 is better. Um, but, yeah, definitely we'll go through all that. How do you deal with, the, with, with, with people, namely parents who have... Uh, 
I don't know, higher expectations or, or, you know, grandiose expectations of their child, and you have to bring them down and say, look, he's not going to Florida State. Sure. You know, uh, she's not going to be playing basketball at Connecticut. Sure. You know, let's take a look at Let's get realistic here. I, I try to be, I'm, well, I'm very honest about it, because if I sign a kid who, you know, I'll just say, if, if they think he's going to Miami and I think he's going to say D3 local, I got to let them know because I don't want to sign them up and give them false expectations. So I'll give my advice, but I'll also want to say, hey, look, I'd love to be wrong. <laughs> uh, if you could get the, the biggest, one of the biggest things about it is helping local kids. So even listen to what Tom said before in the earlier segments about, and even Frank, about the kids they help. I mean, I was thinking about kids I like helping who aren't in my program because they're local kids. I mean, Rashad Law at Maryville is not one of my program kids, but I would love to see him play D1 football because mm-hmm. it helps our area. So when Rashad hits me with a note and says, hey, I got a question for you, I'm there to help these kids because I, I, it lifts everyone, you know. So, look, the more D1 athletes we get in the Buffalo area, the more it's going to help other kids. But I'm not going to tell them they're going to go do that. So, again, it's, it's an honest assessment. If they don't want to be in our program and they go out and get it, it's, it's not proving me wrong. And you know, I'm, I'd be thrilled for kids to prove me wrong. Right, because more, more kids that get the big exposure, you know, the Rob Gronkowski's of this world, it's better for our area That's right. for recruiting. It gets more uh, recruiters to come and pay attention to this area. Absolutely. Raj. How do two-year schools fall into your system? Like an ECC and, uh, and, and trip. And trip. You know, we got a okay. good friend who uh, coaches – couple sports at end trip and i'm always you know especially these you know you talk to them and you know they're pretty good athlete at one or two sports well what would you like to major in well i'm I'm undecided well my god if you're undecided you know unless you got some school out there is just going to roll out the red carpet and give you everything but the kitchen sink to go there it's going to cost you and if you don't know where you want to be five six years from now if your athletic career is over that's this is where I'm a you know pro two year school. In those two years, you can make a decision. You can decide. Things are so much different when you're nineteen, twenty than when you are sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Good point. That's right. And and actually, I agree with everything you're saying. We will help, and we will help you through your program based on the programs we do. We'll help you through your junior college years. And and a big part of our program for me is really the guidance counselor role. Um, I'm not a teacher in schools, but I was kind of there was a part of me that always wanted to be a teacher. Well, I kind of teach and can guide kids through sports. I meet them through sports, but then you get involved in other things in their life and such. So, uh, sending kids to a a two year school, finding out what they want to do is absolutely fine. And absolutely, we reach out to schools for them. But to that point that you're saying, um, we also advise kids to not play sports at a certain point if it benefits them. So, example, one of one of my favorite kids I've ever worked with was uh, Eric Bartnick. At Chictawaga. Sure, I remember him. Yeah. I, more fun watching that kid than almost anybody around. And at, at the end of the day, Eric had great opportunities to go play, um, you know, football at different schools around the area, and he got a great opportunity to go to pharmacy school at UB. So it wasn't the football school for him. 5'10", 170, that's D1 football. But uh, to me, Eric's better off five years from now with what he's going to be able to do being a student and getting out of school and being able to pay for dinner and spending sure. time living his life as opposed to playing football for a couple of years. So my thing was, play that all-star game, and you should be done. 
and uh, and he's doing great at UB, and I'm and I'm very proud of him. But that's the kind of advice we sure. like to give. I like that, Tom. You had a uh, question. Yeah, your original comment you said was how do parents or how you get their expectations of I'm a D1, my son or daughter is a D1 player, and you're bringing those expectations down. Tom does very good with some of the conversations that he's actually having out there because what now we're seeing in this in, in when, when this happens is there are certain statistics or certain parameters that each one needs to meet. In other words, for a D1 football player, if you're not running a certain 40 time in sure. X. Or you're not a certain size. They're not even going to look at you. Right. Not necessarily the size all the time. It's more the numbers here, right? How much strength do you have? How much are you lifting? How much are you running? How fast are you from uh, home to first base? How is your exit velocity as a baseball player? How is your arm velocity as throwing off? Those are the things that make you a one or two or a three where Tom can walk right in and say If that. you recall when Rich Sanders was in studio and he told us about Florida State coming to look at him, being very impressed, but telling him, look, you're, you don't have the height that we're looking for, so we're not even going to talk to you. And Rich did, had a very successful career at UB. So, uh, you know, that's where I was going with that. As you an have example off yes. of what you said, and I'll take Bartnick because we were just talking about him, our program for Eric was set to hit Division Two and Division Three schools. So we'd reach out to 250 schools a month for him with his highlights. I'd do some extra stuff hitting different uh, programs that I thought might be a fit because they had pharmacy programs so he'd want to go. But he played so well and do so many things that I, I just thought were impressive in a Johnny Manziel kind of Case Keenum way. Sure. Though our program was set for D2s and 3s, I picked 10 1AA, uh, you know, 1AA FCS schools that I liked, that I could, I'd write to them, at, whether it was a Stony Brook or a, something like that, and I'd go, guys, or a Marist. I'd go, look, I know he doesn't have the size you want. He's worth looking at for three or four minutes. You don't have to sign him, you don't have to offer him, but if the kid wants it bad enough, he's something you want to look at. So, again, I'm not going to restrict it. I'm going to give a kid a shot, but uh, we certainly, Eric, you're a D2, D3 kind of guy. And right. something breaks that they just love you somewhere. So that's kind of how we try to manage it. For anybody uh, out there, you know, they like what you're saying, how do they contact you? Sure. Um, they can hit me on email. It's uh, thomasr at csaprepstar.com. Um, I, I'm on Twitter. I believe it's uh, CSA uh, Prep Star Western New York. I believe it's on the Twitter. Um, those would be the, probably the two best ways. Outstanding stuff. Thank you so much Thank for you. spending some time with us. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. It's great to give people information that they can use to help them uh, along the way. All right, Raj, before the break, because you said you wanted to scoot, uh, you wanted to get us updated on uh, softball. Well, uh, just we got the Far West Regionals today. Winners go to Moreau Park, which is South Glens Falls, New York, next week. Lancaster will be kicking off in about 20 minutes. They're playing at Will East at 1.30, the Class A game, Iroquois. What a story that is. They were the best-kept secret most of the year. Brooke Planka is just having a good old time there. She's beating anybody and everybody, including not the least of which was uh, Will East. They were down 2-1 to one and uh, uh, going into the top of the seventh, put up five runs against uh, – Summer Clark, that's Summer Clark probably hasn't given up five runs all year. Right. Uh, and then in the Class B, Olean, Alyssa Ramage, she's doing a Brooke Planca imitation there. Down south, or excuse me, uh, well, the southern teams are playing at Fillmore High School in Section 5. I don't know anything about Chautauqua Lake. 
Having said that, they knocked off Portville, which I thought was possibly our best chance for a state I remember champion, you saying that. Uh, with everybody back from a year ago. So they have to be reckoned with. Again, sure. I am not familiar with the team. I think our best chance for a state championship might be Class D, North Collins. They knocked off Franklinville 5-4. to four. I don't think Hallie Haskell gave up five runs all year before the game against North Collins. Yeah, I was going to say, you didn't think that they, that uh, North Collins was going to get by Franklinville. If you Franklinville. told me Franklinville scores four runs, I say game over. Franklinville wins. So North Collins must have some bats. Uh, and again, I don't know the what went on in the game, but I can't believe uh, there were that many uh, you know defensive lapses on Franklinville's part. I think again, North Collins, Lancaster, if they can, uh, you know, they got to get by today, of course. Uh, but uh, if they can, they got the bats and they got the people, and maybe finally it's, it's their year. The last four or five years, they were the best team out there in April. They were. Uh, average in May until he got to the playoffs, and for some reasons, uh, a lower seed found a way to knock them off. This year, that they were the lower seed, and they went, including 13 runs against Orchard Park in the semifinal, and then they beat Wheatfield in the final. So that's just about what it's all about. Uh, I'm looking forward to today. I wish they could make some arrangements. So in fact, I was telling everybody I was praying for rain, either here, up here, or down in, uh, you know, down south. This was for the uh, the sectional finals because they were both on the 29th. I'd love to have one of them rained out to the 30th, so I could have gone to all five. Obviously, that didn't happen. But uh, hopefully, if things work out, I got to play hooky next Saturday because I will be down in Moreau Park, depending on how our section six teams make out today yeah we're gonna that's what we're waiting on to find out what happens today that's going to determine what we do uh next week all right we're going to take a break frank you're going to take over for the last segment sure all right frank's got the last segment we're going to talk with tom prince uh get you updated on uh baseball by the way uh congratulations maryville and williamsville east what an outstanding game you guys played last weekend it was a lot of fun to watch and uh uh, just uh, tremendous, and uh, shout out to Dan Kaplan, who was uh, getting me up to date on a lot of stuff that was going on, because I missed a lot in the beginning of the uh, baseball season, so he was able to catch me up. All right, we'll be back with more of Inside High School Sports next. Welcome back to Inside High School Sports for the final segment. This is Frank Wolf, WNY Athletics. Tony Caligiri has left the building. He's going to check out his son out at the Cayuga Little League, so best of luck to his team. Uh, we're still sitting here with Tom Rapisi from Pe- uh, Prep Star, and Tom Prince is here uh, for baseball. It's a special uh, program here. Uh, Kaylee Klein is here. Um, she's gonna. There's 70-50-50 raffles going on in the South Times League. Buy tickets. Help this family out, please. Um, but we have in our final segment, we're just going to go through Section 6 and Monsignor Martin and some playoff action going on that we haven't talked about just yet. There's also some news and notes. Francis is going to kill me for not doing news and notes today. He sent me a long-winded email, and I lost it. I can't get it up on my phone. So, unfortunately, I won't be able to get to Francis' news and notes. I know there's clinics at Buff State. That's what it was all about. Clinics at Buff State for girls' basketball and and 
boys basketball, the F clinics. Check out the Buff State website for more information on those. Um, heck of a game last night, Tom. We'll get to that in just a second. 14 innings, St. Joe's and St. Mary's of Lancaster. Just unbelievable. Um, the Georgetown Cup. Final two participants, St. Joe's will be taking on St. Francis. That starts. You are predicted to get there in the beginning. If you you remember, that was my prediction. I was worried (laughs) for your prediction. Come on. St. Mary's put every fight there is up to that. They deserve a lot of credit to get where they got. They easily could be playing on Monday at Coco Field. 100%. So it's a best of three series. We'll get into that in just a second. Lacrosse, though, right now. Akron and Class D action is taking on Section 5's Penyon over at All High Stadium. All the boys lacrosse. Um, regionals are being held at All High Stadium. They started at 10 a.m. this morning. At 12.30, Lancaster takes on Penfield. Victor is taking on our school from Section 6. Hamburg, the Bulldogs at 3 o'clock. And then West Seneca East is going to tackle Geneva at 5.30. Five bucks gets you in the door. That's at All High Stadium today. Boys lacrosse, regional action. And girls, they're at um, Hanoi Falls in Lima, New York, I believe it's called, or Lima Stadium, one of the three. Uh, the girls across uh, Lancaster, the girls are also taking on the girls' team from Penfield. That's Class A action in B. It's Frontier versus Brighton. C, Lakeshore versus Hanoi Falls. And D, Eden versus Palmyra. Best of luck to all of our um, Section 6 represent- representatives in regional action today. Of course, softball over at Well East. There are three games going on. This where our lovable character Roger is headed right now. Our Lady of Mercy and Iroquois at 1.30. Bishop Kearney versus Olean at 4 o'clock. The C game, that's at Fillmore, Chautauqua Lake, and Caledonia. The D game is North Collins versus Arkport. And the big one, Victor versus Lancaster, is going on right now. Actually, they're getting ready for the first pitch. So, uh, five bucks gets you in over at Willie's. What a beautiful complex they have over there. If you can make it out, the weather looks not too bad. Um, so, get out there. We get, you know Support your high school athletes. It's regional action. Um, they're only a couple weeks away from states. Let's see if we can get a team there too. Tom, baseball. So real quick, let's talk about St. Mary St. Joe's. Like you, like like we saw, unbelievable game. I get there in the sixth inning, and um, St. Mary's has got their center fielder uh, Sabluski out on the mound. One of my favorites. Um, un- again, played a great game. They ended up having to pull him, and they pull him, and they bring in a freshman. His name is the last name with Rumley. Unbelievable the way this kid pitches. He goes seven straight innings, shutout ball, throws an absolute gem from here on in, deserves some special recognition out there. But I'm going to tell you, and you've seen a couple posts go out on this game, O'Brien for St. Mary's. This kid's got a bad knee, a bad wheel, has been struggling. You can just see he literally, around walking around the bench, could barely even walk correct. And plays an unbelievable game, leaves his heart out on the field, is doing it for the team. You can't ask for a better kid that you want on that team. I'll tell you that right now. St. Mary's gave them everything they could ask for, but you got to give Joe's a lot of credit. I mean, to go 14 innings, and then Joe's was actually led by their pitcher. Same thing, did the same exact thing that the, that Rumley did with uh, Dipinski uh, pitches. Does almost the same exact thing. Goes six innings himself. Pitches complete shutout ball. You get to the bottom of the 14th. Base is loaded. K. Dick comes up. Base hit. Game's over. What a game. I'm going to tell you that right yeah. now. Best of luck to uh, the Georgetown Cup, Georgetown Cup finalists. And, of course, I know Sal Capaccio is coming up in just a 
few moments here. we got to end the show. Best of luck to Maryvale today. They're at Orchard Park. Who are they playing, anyways, in that? Uh, Candegua. Candegua. Okay, so best of luck to Maryvale, the Flyers, our boy Connor Desiderio and his crew. Uh, we will talk to you next week. We'll have lacrosse, boys lacrosse and girls lacrosse. Uh, this is Inside High School Sports on WGR 550. See you next week.